Let's pray as we come to God's word. Uh, Father God, we thank you so much for what we've been able to share and witness today uh, in, in Daniel and Chrissy being baptised. And as we think about what that means for us, um, thinking about us uh, turning away, having turned away from our sins and continuing to do that uh, as a daily ongoing experience. Uh, we pray that you would speak to us and challenge us from your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, working uh, as a pastor in Taiwan, my wife and I lived there uh, for five years. It was a very different experience to uh, working as a pastor in Australia in, in lots of ways. One of the biggest differences is that the outward signs of religion in Taiwan are much more obvious uh, than here in Australia. Uh, for most Taiwanese, religion isn't something that... Sorry, for most Taiwanese, religion is something that's all around them. And I've got, just got some photos here. So um, pictures like these are street parades of idols, people worshipping uh, at altars and temples. is a very common experience uh, in Taiwan. Temples everywhere, um, closer to home, people regularly burning paper money and offering food and gifts to the dead. And then in their own houses, there would very often be something called a god shelf uh, with idols and gods watching over the home. When someone becomes a Christian, the change in their life is often very obvious because all these Buddhist and Taoist things around them would disappear. Um, quite often they would just quietly be taken away. Um, sorry, they wouldn't just be quietly taken away, that there would be a very public burning of this God shelf. The idols and the gods would literally be thrown into a fire. And it was a very powerful act of symbolism for someone showing that they are completely turning their back on idols and their old life, uh, their old self. Uh, and turning to go in a new direction to follow Jesus. It was a statement of gospel repentance. It's the same statement that Chrissy and Daniel have made today by making a public declaration that they are turning their back on their old life. They have decided to go in a new direction. They are living to serve a new master, and they are putting their faith in Jesus for this life and for all of eternity. Our passage today uh, is just two verses, um, but it captures nicely what is being symbolised in baptism. Baptism is a demonstration of the repentance that comes from someone deciding to put their trust in Jesus. There are three aspects to repentance that uh, will be our three points today. The first one is turning from idols and then turning to serve the living God. And thirdly, to wait for the return of Jesus. But just to provide some context for verses 9 and 10, um, I just want to do a quick review of chapter 1. Um, so we saw it last week uh, uh, when Pete um, opened up th this series for us. Paul is writing to the church in a place called Thessalonica. The whole chapter is Paul 
giving thanks to the, uh, for the faithfulness of the Thessalonians in serving God. He encourages them in verse 4 that he has seen evidence that God is at work in their life um, with power and conviction. So much so that they would become, they have become a model for believers in um, far and wide uh, for their faith. And then verses 9 to 10, as we come to our passage, the way that they showed gospel repentance in their lives is also a demonstration that God really was at work in their lives in a powerful way. So let's dig into uh, verses 9 and 10. Paul starts off by reporting back to the believers in Thessalonica about what the other churches are saying to them. Uh, in our first point, they um, talked about how they turned from, uh, to God from idols. They turned from idols. Now, the culture of the Thessalonians was in some ways quite similar to Taiwanese culture or, or maybe... Um, um, you, you, you have relatives who grew up in mainland China, in traditional Chinese culture as well, where the gods that people worshipped were very visible and very much a part of everyday life. The Thessalonians were part of the Greek world. And in ancient Greece, to do business, to buy food, to be a part of the community uh, and, and just in life in general, they all revolved around religious uh, rituals and worship of a whole tribe of gods uh, or idols. An idol, by the way, is just another word for a man-made god. For someone in that world to turn from idols would have been a huge thing. They could no longer participate in the community events. They couldn't be part of the business networks and buy freely uh, buy and sell if they had a business because all those things revolved around sacrifices to idols. They would have been forced to become an outsider who was no longer a part of that society. To become a Christian was a huge decision that was really costly and we know from history that people became very suspicious of Christians uh, and hostile towards them because they refused to join in and do the things that they did. You can imagine the kind of resentment that that might cause. And in some cases that led to serious persecution or even death at the hands of the authorities. For the Thessalonian church, becoming a Christian meant a decisive and very visible break from that old life in turning away from the whole system of idol worship and religion, they had to burn their bridges with that old life. But you and I don't live in, in Thessalonica and ancient Greece. What's it like for us in our culture? Well, the act of being baptised is a very visible and decisive step, isn't it? Uh, it's a very powerful um, uh, symbolism, going down into the water and coming back up. As they went down into the water, Daniel and Chrissy were making a statement that they are turning away from idols, from false gods, and from their old life that was living away from God. In fact, it's more 
more to it than that. The symbolism is that they are taking the old life into the water with them uh, and drowning it, burying it, before coming out again and beginning a whole new life. So Daniel and Chrissy made that statement in a very public way. They are declaring today to their brothers and sisters, family members, friends, that they are committing to this decision and that they want us to keep them accountable to that decision, to support them, to nurture them, to walk with them, to pray with them. And so baptism is important because it declares decisively and publicly that step that they have made in turning away from idols, turning from that old life to follow Jesus. But for the most part in our culture, um, it's different, isn't it, to the Thessalonian church? Because we don't have to publicly and decisively turn away from our idols. Um, an idol uh, isn't, isn't just an image of a god uh, that sits in a, uh, a temple or in a god shelf in someone's house. An idol is anything that replaces the true God. Anything that we turn to and trust in for comfort, security, meaning. Money, work, study, family, all of those things and more can be idols for us. Now, I think that the reality for us living here as Christians in Australia is that we can follow God and still bring our idols along with us. We're not forced to make that very public and decisive break from idolatry. And so often we try to live with a foot in both camps, don't we? We want to serve God and live for him, but we don't want to leave our idols behind. Now, I've talked quite a bit about what some of those idols are for us are um, previously, so I don't want to spend a lot of time on that today. But I just want to make one comment about why a decisive turning from idols that Paul talks about here in verse 9, why that is so important. Two things that we cherish here in the West are comfort and security. As Christians, we know that those things are ultimately found in God. But we still try to have a bet each way by looking to money and other idols to provide those things. And the result is that our security is still at least partly wrapped up in this world. It's only when we decisively turn our back on those things, when we burn our bridges with those idols, that we are forced to rely, to really rely on God to be our comfort and our security. And it's in the letting go of those idols that we find true freedom. Our idols enslave us, they suck us in. And they don't give back. Only God can truly give us what we seek. And if you're here today and you're not a Christian, I want to encourage you to look to Jesus for true freedom. 
Because we might think that we find it in this world, but really all this world can do is enslave us. Only God can give us true freedom. Well, verse, uh, verse 9 keeps going uh, to our second point, uh, and that is that Paul says that the Thessalonians have turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. Only the living and true God can provide freedom because when we serve him, our creator, we're doing the very thing that we were created for. God created us to serve him and to worship. Have you noticed how, as human beings, we have an inbuilt um, need to serve something outside of ourselves? Have you noticed that? Um, whatever we live for, that's what we serve. And we all live for something. For some, it's work. For some, it's family. Uh, or it might be some cause that you're passionate about. Uh, or it might be making money. We all serve something. But when we, fit, when we serve God, it's like the cogs fit into place. It's like the software works properly because serving God as our creator, as the living and true God, is what we were created to do. Before I became a Christian, I was scared of the idea of serving God I thought I was free and I didn't like the idea of giving up that freedom. But if you're not yet a Christian, um, perhaps you struggle with that as well. But I want to tell you that being free is an illusion. None of us are free. We all serve something or someone. And if you're not serving the living and true God, chances are that you're serving one idol or another or maybe a combination of idols. And, but idols enslave us as we invest more and more of our security in them and we become more and more anxious about losing those things, losing security, losing comfort. Friends, it's only in serving God that we find freedom because he offers a hope of a security that cannot be taken away from us. And that hope is found in verse 10 of our passage. The Thessalonian believers turned away from idols to serve the living and true God. And as verse 10 says, and to, they, they turned to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. So the waiting is talking about waiting for Jesus to return. When he was here on earth, he promised that he will come back again and he will rescue those who trust in him from the coming wrath. That's talking about God's judgment for sin, uh, for every human being, for the rebellion that we have uh, participated in against God. He rescues believers by his death on the cross, taking on himself the punishment for our, for our sin. And tucked into the middle of that verse is the whole reason that we can wait with confidence 
with hope. And that's because God raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus' resurrection is a proof and a guarantee. The fact that the stone was rolled away from Jesus' tomb uh, and the tomb was empty proves that God was pleased with what Jesus, said, uh, Jesus did on the cross. Our sin is fully paid for. We are fully freed from God's anger and judgment. And secondly, Jesus' resurrection is a guarantee. It's a guarantee of our resurrection as well. He is like a prototype um, for every other believer. Do you know, you know what a prototype is? Um, you know, in a car factory, for example, um, the, a, a, a factory will produce uh, a prototype of a car, uh, a new model. Uh, they want to check that it, that, it, that it comes out all right, it looks all right, it works. Uh, and, and as the prototype comes out, that's a guarantee that every other, other, that, that model will be able to roll out, um, that, that all the other cars will, will be guaranteed to follow. Jesus shows by his death, by his resurrection rather, that we will also follow him and be resurrected as well into new life. And once again, that's the symbolism of baptism. When Chrissy and Daniel came up out of the water, it represents coming up out of death, death to that old life as we saw before, being born again as a whole new person who will live not only in this life, but to live forever with Jesus, with a resurrected body. And so as believers, we wait. We wait for Jesus' return. Now, he may return during our lifetime or we may die first, but that doesn't mean that we miss out. Either way, we will meet with Jesus and be welcomed by him and be joined with him forever with resurrected bodies. But for now, we wait, don't we? We wait in hope, being confident and sure of our future. It's not the kind of waiting where we do nothing. It's not like you know, sitting in a, uh, a waiting room for a train and, and having nothing to do, but, but, but uh, look on your phone and twiddle your thumbs. This kind of waiting is travelling with God, continuing to serve him as we wait, continuing to turn away from idols and our old life. But what the resurrection does is that it puts fuel in the fire for, for us serving God. It's a bit like an old steam engine. Um, a steam engine couldn't run without someone constantly putting coal into the furnace to create steam. The resurrection of Jesus is like the coal that fuels us to love and to serve God. So you can know that this is your future if you follow Jesus. It's Daniel's future. It's Chris's future. They can be confident and we can be confident that Jesus will return because we can be sure that his resurrection has already happened as a real historical event. What this means is that Chrissy and Daniel 
can be assured that the cost of dying to their old life, of dying to themselves and turning from idols to turn to, turn to God, is worth it. It's worth the cost. They can know and you can know that there is no more secure step that you can take in life than turning your back to the world, turning your back to its comforts, its idols, and turning to Jesus, knowing that he has a future more secure than anything else we can serve or invest in in this life. Let's pray as we get the band to come up. Father God, again, we thank you so much for the symbolism of baptism that as Daniel and Chrissy demonstrated today, um, we die to our old self, we die to idols, we turn away from them and we rise up from that water to live a new life for you. Father, help each one of us to know the hope of the resurrection. Help us to wait in that hope and as we do that, help us to, lit, to serve the living and true God with joy and with confidence. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.